Welcome to episode number 41 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Hu. Today, I'm going to talk about being responsible for yourself and your life. Yes, I'm going to talk about self-responsibility because we see a lot of people out there who are adults in terms of physical appearance, in terms of age, they are mature in age, but deep inside they are emotionally immature. And in our society, we are taught to be responsible for other people and there are those who exaggerate in this taking responsibility for other people's happiness too. And it's common to take responsibility in terms of commitment with other people, especially at work. But the most important commitment that you have is with yourself. And it has to do with not playing the victim and learn how to be responsible for yourself and take responsibility for your choices in life and the consequences of them. This is my point of view, based also in my studies about spirituality, because, you know, I'm all about self-improvement and uh, evolution of consciousness, expanding consciousness to evolve as a human being. Gracie here, I've been a therapist and spiritual teacher for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement transform their reality consciously. How? Using their hidden inner powers. Because it's been many years already studying and developing a unique method with techniques and tools to access the forces and intelligences in our unconscious to make them work for us and change our reality. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, but the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. So, do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So, we stay here and let's have a conversation. objective. There are no victims. Each one is responsible for creating the situations they experience, whether or not they are aware of how they do it. And life does not spoil or give anything for free to anyone. Everything an individual receives, good or bad, it doesn't matter, is because they did deserve it. They paid the price for it. Everything they experience is the result of causes they created and set in motion. As long as people don't understand this, they will never take the reins of their own destiny in their hands, assuming the power granted to them is their free will. And I always say that our will is not as free as we like to think, but we do have some will. We have the power to choose many things in our life. Not all of them, not everything, but uh, we have some freedom in this aspect. We are responsible for what goes on in our inner and outer life, no matter what level of awareness we have of it. 
everything that happens inside of us is because we let it, we give it conditions. Because when we don't want to feed certain thoughts and feelings, we can choose to eliminate them and act accordingly with the necessary firmness. So it's like when you make a decision, I won't think about this anymore. See, you can choose, right? You choose to be in charge of your own mind and not give importance to things that make you feel uncomfortable or make you suffer somehow, right? And since our inner conditions generate our outer ones, because we create and attract the circumstances according to what we generate energetically, right? Depending on the frequency we vibrate is what we will attract to our lives. So, since the external is a reflection from the internal, there is no escaping personal responsibility for our lives and how they continually evolve. At this point of your life, I think you, you have already noticed that challenges are inherent to the human trajectory. Challenges are things that are always coming in our life. When you are finished dealing with one, you can always expect another one coming. So, there is no way not to find them in our life path. However, challenges don't necessarily mean difficulties. What makes a situation more or less difficult is the lesser or greater skill in dealing with it. Therefore, what seems painful to one person may not be so painful to another. The search for self-improvement constant and conscious certainly helps a lot to develop inner tools, which can be very useful, of course, when we face obstacles. And that's why self-improvement is so important, because you kind of prepare yourself for those times when you will have to face challenges. And I'm talking about developing and exercising also patience, calmness, self-confidence, for example, courage, all those things and characteristics that are so necessary when we have to deal with situations we were not expecting or are really challenging. I think that a good philosophy of life could be righteous thoughts, righteous feelings, righteous attitudes and righteous actions. And not for a moral matter, whether of a social or religious nature, based on fear of punishment from an intolerant and vengeful God. No, after all, such beliefs don't interfere in the reasons of life and in the way its laws act on us. The basic and main issue is just that we attract according to what we generate and emit. Therefore, to harvest good fruit, you have to plant compatible seeds. After all, like attracts like. And this is one of the main laws of the universe. When we study the universal laws that rule life, one of the main ones is that like attracts like. In other words, as you vibrate is what you will attract to your life or repel. And of course, this will interfere in how your reality will be created. So, talking about self-responsibility, the challenge of life is equally imperative for all of us, without exception, to look at our own weak points, 
accept them and strive for self-improvement. And of course, it's a long process with no end perspective because life is eternal and there will always be something to learn and improve, right? So the more we become aware of this need and willingly dedicate ourselves to supplying it, the more we open ourselves to receiving help from life in this regard. It's like a teacher having a dedicated student. Of course, they will be glad to teach even more and to help their student to evolve, right? But if the student is lazy, not interested in learning, well, the measures will have to be firmer, you know? The teacher will have to be more rigid with that student. And they can even lose their patience because you cannot teach someone who doesn't want to learn. That's a fact. But uh, in terms of life, we all need to learn to evolve. There is no choice. We cannot choose not to evolve. So eventually life will force us to move to the next level. And the more we resist, the more drastic the way life we use to force us. And it's usually through pain. It will depend on each case. Life will always work in a, a functional way. We'll bring the more functional situations for us to learn in a specific lesson. So in terms of self-improvement, a neutral and capable observer and advisor can be of great help, of course, in identifying and overcoming our weak points. If you have someone that has a different point of view, who is a viewer perception, trained to look at you and identify your weak points, the roots of your problems in life, of your troubles or struggles, So, a capable observer can really help you overcome your weak points, whether they are a therapist, a spiritual guide, incarnated or not, a spiritual teacher, or just a sincere friend with common sense. Any balanced, non-judgmental help is valid, right? It's not that we cannot do the work alone, but it takes more effort, of course, and it requires a huge dose of courage and honesty, as well as humility to look inside and don't run away from the task. And I always say that therapy requires humility and courage because... The person never knows in advance the real size of what's really inside of them in their unconscious. I always say that I only know the size and the depth of a hole when I go down through it. And I like to share with you that I do self-therapy uh, every day. I'm always paying attention to what's going on in my life, uh, what kind of situations happen and what goes on inside of me. I pay attention to my reactions and I always try to relate how the external is a reflection of an inner condition that I created. So I can learn, actually, not only realize, but really learn how I could attract or create that circumstance, that situation in my life. Even being quarantined in this endless pandemic. So it's really an exercise of being observing 
everything inside of me and how they are related with the things happening outside. And self-therapy is something that I teach or at least I try to teach to my clients so they can become independent because I'm all about independence. And obviously, to reach these ideal conditions of self-therapy, the person must have already eliminated, at least to a great extent, their pride, that is, their illusions about themselves, as well as excessive criticism that feeds low self-esteem and demotivation. And for many, it may be essential, at least in the beginning, to have adequate outside help. Afterward, according to the individual's progress in being able to walk with their own legs firmly, they can continue more independently, which is ideal, right? Because crutches are limiting if used unnecessarily. Their function is only to provide help while not having autonomy. And if you use, even if unconsciously, if you use someone as a crutch in your life, it doesn't matter if it is as an emotional crutch because you are too needy, insecure, and with low self-esteem, or if you use someone as a material financial crutch if you depend on them financially, well, let me tell you that life will inevitably, any moment, Take that crutch away to force you walk with your own legs. So it's really a good investment to work on your self-improvement and not depend on anyone, not have any kind of crutch projected on other people. Because this way you will be avoiding suffering, unnecessary suffering in your life in the future. In any case, regardless of the help we may receive, Ultimately, we are the ones who will have to make the effort to move forward. We are the ones who will pay the price of advancement or inertia and savor the achievements or embatter the unpleasantness. So, in this episode, the basic question is victimism versus responsibility. See, our present is always the result of our past. Just as the future will be a consequence of what we are creating now, right? So, the sooner we accept it and become aware of it, the sooner we will take responsibility for our lives and take the reins of our destiny in our hands, seizing with complaints, lamentations, and above all, victimism, which is a harmful belief. And why is that? Because believing that we are victims in life, poor and wronged ones, subject to the sadism and cruelty of vengeful forces, does nothing to contribute to our psychological and spiritual health and our growth. On the contrary, my friend, it makes us believe that we are powerless, weak, guilty, wrong, and can even fuel a revolt against life and the spiritual forces, whether we call them God, Buddhas, saints, etc. It doesn't matter. It's an illusory view of truth, and like all illusions, it brings suffering. We all have our lessons to learn in this existence, right? The lessons that life imposes on us are what is usually called God's will, 
Its purposes are only to propel us to growth, to our best. However, people have distorted this universal law and given it a wickedly misrepresented interpretation when it comes to unpleasant situations. So they believe this is a divine retaliation for an evil or sin committed, reinforcing the erroneous belief in a vindictive and cruel God, which only serves to generate a feeling of impotence, if not rebellion. And this wrong interpretation of the divine force is something that I talked about in a previous episode, number 39, what is God for you? Because if your concept, if your image of God is of a higher being that is always watching over your shoulders, taking note of everything that you do, especially your mistakes, to punish you someday, well, this is not a healthy image of the divine force, the one that created the universe, right? Because that makes you feel always afraid of doing something that won't please that image that you have of God, right? And it makes you feel guilty all the time and not good enough. Or on the other side, it can feed you the vanity of being a good person, always trying to please God, doing charity, you know, playing a character that could be called the pleaser, just out of a spiritual vanity of being a good person. Because if you please God, then you expect not to have to face difficulties in your life, tragedies, disease, or you can have this illusion that you'll be protected from evilness, right? But the reality is completely different. You see so many devoted people suffering in their lives. So this is not how the divine force works. But anyway, this is another subject that I already approached in that episode. So my point is, if the individual believes he is powerless, he remains passively suffering, submissive to a greater overwhelming power and in a huge low self-esteem, as he doesn't believe he is worthy in the eyes of this God of good things, no matter how hard he has tried to be charitable to his fellow men. Or believing himself to be good, he thinks what happens to him is unfair and might even revolt with this God. Any of these attitudes are the result of ignorance about the true functioning of life, as well as a very misinterpretation of the divine principle. Because cosmic morals, or perhaps it would be better to say ethics, are very different from human morals. The saying goes that the worst blind is the one who doesn't want to see. Not taking your own responsibility for what happens to you and refusing to face your weak points, blaming external factors, is not the best attitude. Definitely. Because in addition to not solving anything, such illusion or blindness only tends to aggravate your problems more and more. If you believe that the cause of your troubles is outside of you, 
then you have no other alternative but impotence and victimism, right? But on the other hand, if you take your responsibility as the creator of circumstances in your life, you regain your power to change them and you become really capable of improving your internal and consequently external situation. So see the difference between self-responsibility and victimism. If you put yourself in the position of the victim, feeling that inner attitude of being a victim, of course you will feel powerless, weak, maybe small, impotent when having to face circumstances in your life that are painful or unpleasant. But if you have a different mindset, a different point of view, realizing that somehow you create your reality, even if unconsciously, it doesn't matter. But if you see that, well, somehow I'm responsible for this in my life. So if I could, even not knowing how, if I could create this situation, then I can uncreate it and create another one different and much better. It's the same power to create one thing and another thing. But if you don't believe that you have this power, you were responsible somehow, so there's nothing you can do, right? In this long journey, an infinite journey actually, of expanding our consciousness, there comes a time when we realize that it is not life that sadistically pushes us towards suffering. We are the ones who insist on following the path of pain, with our ignorance, of course, not because we want to suffer, but only until we get tired of it and decide to react taking responsibility for ourselves, our choices, our lives, and our well-being. So see, the more we learn to be responsible before life, the more access we have to our higher self and its infinite creative capacity, capable of manifesting the best and most pleasurable situations for us and the sensations of freedom and power that arise are just wonderful. So, of course, the more you are in contact with your higher self or your soul, the more you can receive the right guidance to make the right decisions for you that will take you to more pleasant situations in your life. And this contact will affect your self-confidence, your self-esteem, and will make you feel more powerful in terms of being able to really be in charge of your life. Not only be in charge of your life, but also being powerful enough to create good situations in your life. Because you are aligned with your soul, the one who can make miracles in your life. And who is, by the way, the best guru that you can have, the best guide, because your soul knows where your happiness is and the best and fastest way to get there. And self-improvement has to do with this, 
it's about also expanding your consciousness to get more contact with your soul. And if you think that this is difficult, that it can take many years, well, let me tell you something. There is something called soul retrieval. And this is something that I do in single sessions. Soul retrieval is to put you in contact, easy and quick contact with your soul. After a soul retrieval, you can have access to it at any time. So see, it's about being independent, spiritually speaking. One thing that I consider very interesting is that the measure of a person's dissatisfaction with their own life indicates their degree of neglect with themselves. For not taking responsibility for their destiny, not taking its reins in their hands, and not striving for inner self-improvement to achieve better situations. I'm not talking about outer self-improvement because it's so common for people to invest in their self-improvement in terms of career. So they go to courses to develop some skills, to become a better professional in their areas. But uh, self-improvement in terms of becoming a better person, people are not so focused on this. Unfortunately, because it makes a huge difference when you learn how to do better, not only with yourself, but with other people, to have better relationships and learn how to do better with life in general. You know, when you are forced to face a challenging situation and you can identify what is the main purpose behind that, what you really need to learn to get the best out of it and go faster to the next level. So see, in my opinion, self-improvement is not only about self-knowledge, it's much more because I have this spiritual background. So as I said, the measure of a person's dissatisfaction with their own life indicates that they didn't take full responsibility for their destiny. Frustration, the feeling of being tired of everything, lack of motivation, depression, those are ways in which the soul shows self-abandonment. That is, that we are following a wrong path towards our fulfillment. And it is necessary to see this as well as promote a positive transformation. And the stronger and more lasting the nuisance, the greater the resistance to change. The greater the pain, of course, the suffering. In my view, the main reason for not having in life exactly what we want, how we want it, and when we want it, is precisely our lack of tune with the invisible forces in us and in the universe. The effects of this everyone knows. Disillusionment, frustration, sadness, discouragement, anger and other steps down towards rock bottom. We tend, because we were brought up, to place the blame for our troubles on external agents. And when things don't work out, each one finds a suitable scapegoat, right? This is a very convenient attitude of evading one's responsibility, which in itself already denotes the degree of personal immaturity and, by extension, pride or the size of the ego and the disconnection from the soul. It's interesting to see that the behavioral patterns an individual adopts shape their life, really. 
mental, emotional and psychic health depend on quick and positive reactions to unpleasant situations. Of course, acting in this way exercises autonomy and dynamism, which results in a life freer from embarrassment, more dynamic and more pleasurable. On the other hand, the stuck person who is skating in the same place ends up clearing up their own existence. So, at the end, it's a matter of having goodwill with yourself in terms of working on your self-improvement to learn to develop skills, to overcome your weak points or weaknesses, and to learn how to do better with yourself, with others and with life which are the three main pillars of my work. And I consider that it is very important to see that the distorted message we received was intended to keep us submissive and unwilling. This has always been a matter of convenience for our parents, society, the church, religions, and the government. Everyone managed to have power over those who unwary bought the idea of orchestrating and punishing divine authority. It has never ceased to be a convenient power play transmitted over time over centuries. And the worst side of this is that if a child believes he has no will or power, then he also has no responsibility. After all, he only does what someone older, an adult, tells him or allows him to do. Even under civil laws, parents are responsible for the child's actions, right, in the society in which he lives, until he reaches adulthood. With emancipation, he's not only freed from parental guardianship, having greater power over his life, but also has the duty to take the consequences of what he does. This is the price for maturity. Becoming an adult requires taking responsibility for our acts and being emotionally mature enough to accept this responsibility. Well, before the laws of life, we are responsible for ourselves and the attitudes we adopt at all times because even in a child's body, we are still spirits with inner baggages from other experiences. So much so that children raised by the same parents and under the same conditions from an early age have different behaviors and follow different paths. You can see this with siblings, right? From a spiritual point of view, we were not born as blank pages. We all bring our inner baggages from other existences. And that baggage includes not only our weak points, but also our strong points, our skills, things that we learned before. Because of deficient spiritual education, notice that I didn't say religious education. People grow up believing that God has the supreme power and his will guides human purposes. And they are responsible for submitting and delegating any responsibility for themselves and their lives to divine authority. However, my dear listener, 
the reality is that the universe charges each one of us to answer for what we do since we have our will. The message is clear. If we want the power, and we do have the power, to act as we please, we must take responsibility for its use. Each one of us is responsible for the life we received and for what we make of it. There is no superior being writing down your acts to demand satisfaction and punish us because we already feel inside the pleasure or pain of the consequences of what we create. We are given a great gift, personal will, So, there is no reason for one being to assume the results of another's choices, right? Power gives freedom, and freedom requires responsibility. So, you have the power to choose what you want and what you do with your life. So, you are free to do whatever you want with your life. But that freedom requires responsibility. And another thing, if you are not satisfied with something in your life, it's no use wanting to resolve or get rid of a situation by changing your home, for example, moving to a different city, a different country, changing your spouse, your job, car, friendship, physical appearance, or whatever is external. It's no use without changing your inner attitude because you are the cause of everything in your life. And as you carry yourself, wherever you go, you end up taking your reality with you. So changing sceneries, scene objects and supporting actors in your life doesn't change the script that only you can rewrite. So, if you take yourself to wherever you go, if you don't change inside, you will create the same circumstance. You will attract the same type of people to your life. It's very important to realize that your biggest and only commitment in life is with yourself in the sense of being able to make yourself happy. And it's no use wanting to take responsibility for someone else's happiness because that's up to them. To act like this is to delude yourself with a foolish and useless pretense and run away from your duty. After all, those who care a lot for others don't have so much time and energy to take care of themselves and will end up answering for it. And believe me, self-abandonment has serious and painful consequences. So, if you're too busy taking care of other people, my question is, are you taking care of yourself? Do you find time to take care of yourself? Do you find energy to take care of yourself? Or are you living in self-abandonment? Your main responsibility is with yourself, not other, unless you have a small child, of course, if you are responsible for them. But even though, if you are not okay, you cannot be so helpful to other people, right? This episode was meant to help you see that nobody shies away from responsibility for their own improvement, because life demands it. To evolve is necessary, and life doesn't allow one being to perform the task of the other. No one can learn your lessons for you and go through the challenges for you, right? 
So if you don't wake up to your soul's needs and if you are not interested in satisfying them, there's no way to leave the job to someone else. But the worst thing is that you will be the one that will pay the price for the negligence. Because at the time of pain, no one will be able to cry in your place while you avoid suffering. The world and life will not spare you from what is yours alone, which is your improvement as a human being. And as I said before, I always encourage my clients to be independent, to avoid that kind of situation when they feel like calling me late at night, desperate because something terrible happened to them. One of the first things I think it's very necessary to learn is to decrease drama. And this is something, one of the many things that I teach my clients. And at some point, I decided to go beyond traditional therapy because I'm not a traditional therapist, you know, and my method, my techniques and tools are not conventional. And that's why I have not conventional results. The results are very quick in each session, even single sessions with me to work with sabotaging subs or soul retrievals or with dealing with the forces of unconscious to change in a specific situation in life. Even in single sessions, I deliver excellent results and make a transformation. But um, at some point, I decided to create a program to increase this process. It's not only a therapy process, it's much more than this because it takes three months of an intense work with me twice a week where I not only create a plan with my clients making a full reading of the birth chart to identify their main challenges in this life, the main lessons they are here to learn. I also identify the main sabotaging subs so I not only identified the cause of so many struggles in their lives, but I know exactly what to do and how to do to work on the causes to change the effects in their lives. So I really don't waste time like weeks or months in conventional therapy. In this program, it's um, three months of not only doing all that inner work, but also teaching my clients how to do better with themselves, others, and life, and teaching them how to identify the cause of situation, how to deal with it, how to use my techniques, the tools, how to access their unconscious forces, how to have a better, quick and easy access to their higher self to get the best guidance they can have. Because the best guru that you can have is not me, really. It's your soul. So I put you in contact with your soul. So you can be your own guru and uh, have independence, spiritual independence. And at the end of this program, three months, 90 days, my clients become capable to do what I call self-therapy. Of course, they can eventually have single sessions with me for any specific guidance, but the purpose is to help them become independent. 
And if you are interested in this program or if you feel the time is right for you to do a big change in your life in terms of self-improvement, because that will help you transform your reality, you can send me a direct message on my Instagram at GracieHu, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O. Or if you have any question or doubt or even a suggestion for a subject that you would like me to talk about in my podcast, you can send me a DM or you can go to my website, gracieho.com and know more about my work, get more information about my Transforming Reality program or send me an email through there, right? So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.